Hello, and welcome to Women Developing Brilliance. I'm your host, Casey Rossi. It's my great pleasure to present interesting stories of creative women sharing their message and lighting up the world with their presence and offerings. Get ready to be inspired. You can learn more about creating a business that you love by visiting kcrossi.com. Enjoy. My guest today is Lindsay Gould. I am so excited to have this chat with Lindsay. She is a business and podcaster coach out of Cheshire in the UK. And one of the things that I'm super excited about is Lindsay is passionate about courage. And courage is one of my all-time favorite topics. So I know that this is going to be such a beneficial episode for the listeners. Welcome, Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to talk to your listeners. Thank you. Absolutely. So Lindsay, tell us a little bit. I know that you've been podcasting for a while. You also help people build and grow their businesses. So I'm wondering how you got started. Like what was your trajectory to this point right now? Sure. Well, it's a long story, but I'll cut it quite short. Um, my my career was actually in HR, human resources, for almost 20 years. And um, what I loved about that career was helping people to progress in their careers, be the best that they could be. But what I found was the more and more senior that I got, the less it was about the people. Mm. So I became really disenfranchised with the whole industry. So at the back end of 2015, there's a little story to it, but I'll, I'll tell you that later. Um, at the end of 2015, I quit my job. I started my own business, started to work for myself. And I initially started to help women to quit their jobs and start their own businesses. What I found during that work was that all of their issues, all of their problems, all of their concerns, all came back to fear and having courage. So it was almost, it was, it was a divine download, if that's the correct term for it, that I was meant to be doing what I'm doing now. Mm. I love helping people to start their own businesses, but what I absolutely adore now is to support men and women who are struggling to take that first step or that next step in their businesses. And I do that mainly through podcasting. So I help people now. I help entrepreneurs and brands to start and grow their own podcasts, to grow their businesses. And I also help to connect podcasters with guests. And the work that I do now is primarily around courage. And I love to talk about courage. I could talk about it all day and how it shows up for us and how it holds us back. So the reason I'm doing this work now is it was asked for. My clients were asking for it. So that's I amazing. Yeah, I love that. Can you talk a little bit? Yeah, um, I would love it if you could talk a little bit about the pivot because you really had this reflection when you first started of kind of ditch the nine to five. In fact, what was your podcast called before Choose Courage? It was called Escape the Nine to Five. Yeah, Escape the Nine to Five. So, and that was really a reflection of what you were going through, the experiences and the transformation that you had and you wanted to pass that along to other people that were just in a soul-sucking job and wanted some freedom. So I would love it if you could talk a little bit about pivoting because I think many times the fear comes in either one, they don't even know where they kind of want to put their stake in the ground. But I think another thing is the crossroads when a solopreneur has started out in something and then they realize, mm, 
this either isn't the best reflection of me right now, or Mm -hmm. it's not what I thought it was going to be. And I think it's really important for the listeners to realize like, you're the captain of your own ship and you get to change. So could you kind of walk us through a little bit of what the pivot was like for you and maybe some of the emotional things that you went through and like Mm -hmm. when you knew like, I need to do this. This is going to work. Yeah. I'm so glad you've asked that question, actually, because it was a bit of a longer journey than actually just waking up one day and saying, right, I'm going to pivot. I'm going to do something entirely different. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah. But, but you're quite right. The, the pivot has more of an effect on you emotionally and mentally than you perhaps anticipate. And when you get started in business, a lot of women in particular talk to me about you know, they don't want to get started in case they've not made the right decision. They've not got the right business name. They've not got the right font or the right website design. Um, and I always say to them, you know, you're not getting this tattooed across your face. It's all, it all can be changed. Everything can be changed. Now I've already explained why I pivoted because people were more and more starting to ask me about this work. And for a while I was doing both. I was podcasting in my own show. I was getting endless questions about podcasting. You know, how do you get started? What mic should I use? Can I make money from a podcast? All the things that people think podcasting is about. Um, I was getting asked lots and lots of questions about it. And I thought, you know, maybe there's something in this, but I put it to the back of my mind for a long time. And when I look back on that, it it was fear. It was fear of me saying to myself, this is now what you're about, Lindsay. This is what, this is what you are, that you're going to go all in on this particular um, subject. I got the now, chills. I totally yeah. got the chills. I love it. And I love that you listen to your inner voice because so mm. many times we hear the inner voice and then we're like, hmm, you know, maybe not, maybe not right now. Or there's like five other voices that come in and kind of trumpet. So mm. I just want to lift you up for actually listening to your inner voice and taking action. So keep going, keep going. Yeah, sure. Well, thank you for that. Because it, it feels like a pretty lonely time in your own head when you're going through that situation. And I know there'll be people listening to this show right now who are feeling that pull to do something else. Perhaps they've started their business already and it's doing fairly well but actually it's, they're not feeling the love for it anymore. So if you are feeling like that, what I would suggest to you is listen, that voice, that inner voice is always right. It's never going to fail you. So what I did is I didn't just listen to it straight away. It took some time. It probably took a few months for me to finally realize this is what I'm meant to do. This is what I'm being called to do. This is what I'm being pulled to do. So I went all in and I had a chat with my coach and my coach was asking me about where the fear was coming from around this. And I was very clear that the fear was coming from rejection. It was a fear of rejection. It was a fear of, of being judged as well. So I made the switch very quickly because it was almost like a rip the plaster off sort of moment. So totally. <laughs> I, I first of all spoke to all of my existing clients and I let them know about what I was going to be doing going forward. And I said to them, you know, I'd love to carry on working with you, but this is my focus going forward. The majority of them stayed with me, which was, I really didn't anticipate, but I think that that would have been like a scary conversation, right? Cause I'm sure that, yeah, (laughs) but I think all you can be in that situation is yourself and just be truthful. 
Um, so they stayed with me, the majority of them, some of them wished me good luck and carried on their way on something else. And that was absolutely fine. I didn't anticipate anybody staying. Um, but then I made the switch quite quickly. So I changed my Facebook group and then I did a live on there and told them all about it. And then I just changed. So I worked behind the scenes to change all my copy, my website, all of that stuff. And then as soon as I did it, as soon as I did that public live on my Facebook group, I almost felt like a huge weight was lifted off my shoulders. And that's what I would say to your listeners who are thinking about making that pivot. I promise you when it's done, you will absolutely feel incredible. You'll know it's the right thing because immediately you'll feel that sense of lightness after you've made that decision. I love it. And one of the things too that I recognized from the outside watching this is you ripped the bandaid off quick. You didn't have two feet in different ponds, so to speak. Like, yeah. because I think that confuses the audience when it's like, but wait, wait, I thought she was doing this and now she's doing that. And I love that you were so clear and confident and that completely like shined through to the outsider. And it was like, oh, cool. Now she's doing this. And you know, we have such short attention spans in this yeah. day and age. So it really was like, you've always done this because you executed it with such precision and grace like everything was so clear so it was like oh cool and like literally you just accepted that you were this right now so i think that's a really valid point because i think fear keeps us um with well maybe i'll like do both or maybe i'll say both or maybe i'll do that fork in the road on my homepage. so in case my current people still want this i'll have that option too and that could work for some people but i think it's so much more effective when it's like bam this is who i am i also want to talk a little bit about going from kind of a generalist where you were doing general business coaching and um niching that down and becoming more of a specialist i'm a huge fan of that but i would love to hear your expertise on the importance of becoming a specialist in your field oh wow definitely and this is why i resisted so long pivoting because it feels quite scary. It, it really does feel quite scary to say, this is what I'm all about. Because I think initially you think to yourself, well, if I niche down, nobody's going to want to work with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm narrowing the, the field of people who can work with me. But actually what happens in reality is you expand the people that want to work with you and you attract exactly the right people to your business. If you niche down, and talk to the people who actually want to buy your services or your products, that is always going to be the best method for you going forward. And I always say, and you'll have heard this yourself, Casey, that if you're speaking to everybody, you're speaking to nobody. Absolutely. You, you have to niche. It is the only way. And I resisted that for a very long time. Um, and I can honestly tell all the listeners it's definitely true. Niche, 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 or niche, 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 whatever you say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Here in the Potato UK, it's niche. <laughs> uh, absolutely. So what is it that you love so much about podcasting? How did that become the medium of choice? Um, yeah, share, share your love about that. Yeah, I'd love to. So back in 2015, when I was looking to quit my job, I didn't know anybody in what I call real life who was doing what I wanted to do. So I devoured podcasts. I listened to them in the car on the way to work. Whilst I was at work, I had my earbuds in <laughs> all the way home, traveling over the country. And um, they honestly 
transformed my life. And it sounds so cliche, but it's honestly true. They opened up a world of possibilities to me that I had no idea existed. Mm. So I fell in love with podcasting really early. So I knew as soon as I started my business and that I was ready and felt ready that it was the right time that I would start my own. But the, the work to help other people start their podcast came a little while later because I was resisting it for so long. Yeah. As I've mentioned, you know, I resisted it for a long time. Um, but the but podcasting, I fell in love with it because I honestly believe it can transform people's lives. If you can create an episode for your listeners with just one nugget of really valuable content that one person hears at the right time, it honestly blows my mind how yeah. the ripple effect can help so many people. So that's what I love about it. And I love the intimacy of it. I mean, we're in people's ears right now. I know. Um, it's so yeah. cool. I love it. Is. It's so, so it's cool. A privilege. It's such a privilege and it is life changing. I don't think it's cliche at all. And I think that when the podcast um, channel is so narrowed down again, you know, mm. talking about inspirational stories about people on the solopreneur journey and, you know, really sharing the ups and downs and being super real and transparent. Um, it is kind of right time, right place for that listener. Mm. And it's something that's so um, zoned in where it's not like they're just heading off to YouTube and kind of taking a pig in a poke. They can really find yeah. somebody that they resonate with and continue to build a relationship with them and the audience. So it's it's really wild. I, I absolutely love it as well. So through the years of actually kind of going through the ropes and learning this new technology, what was one of your biggest challenges with starting a podcast or even continuing the podcast to get it to the level that you're at right now? Ah, okay. So in getting it set up, so I decided to start a podcast and thought, yeah, I'll just start a podcast. <laughs> and I was really, really naive. Um, and I thought that I was reasonably techy. And when I got to it, I thought, oh, actually, there's so many things I didn't really know about. Um, so I really got in the trenches, which is why I help people now with it, because I don't want anyone else to have to go through that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was the entire, you know, getting the show on iTunes and making sure the artwork is the correct specifications and making sure you've not got a, a word in the wrong place. It was all the little things that you don't know you don't know. Yes. And there were times that I wanted to throw my laptop through the window, but I had a really deep purpose for starting the show. So I kept going with it. And if I hadn't have kept going with it, I wouldn't have the business that I have now. Definitely not without a shadow of a doubt. The podcast that I have and the business that I have has opened up so many doors to me that I wouldn't have had the opportunity to have had I not started it. So the biggest struggle was, I guess, in the beginning, the stuff that I didn't know I didn't know. It was going into it naively thinking, yeah, I can just, I can knock this out in a day, but clearly not. You know, there's a lot of prep that goes in and, you know, work to get things ready. Um, so yeah, that's why now it's, it inspired me to start helping other people so that they don't feel like they've got to throw their laptop through the window. That's amazing. So for, for listeners that have a podcast or um, they're trying to gain traction with a podcast, what do you think would be a couple tips to give them um, a boost, a boost in the arm? How can they optimize their, their new podcast channel? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I've recently had um, a few of my recent clients who got into new and noteworthy in the first week that they launched their podcast, which was incredible. I didn't do it in my own podcast because I didn't know what the hell was going on. But because I've got in the trenches and worked through it all, I'm able to help others. And um, what I've really suggested for them, when you're starting your podcast, it's great to have a launch team. And like if you were publishing a book, it would be to, you know, have a group of trusted friends and colleagues and family around you who are going to rave about your show, who are going to listen to it and are going to share it and tell people about it. And that ripple effect and word of mouth is honestly one of the best ways to get your show out there being consistent with it, giving good value and speaking to your ideal listeners' pain points. That's the key. And knowing that you're not going to get a million downloads overnight, that's not going to happen. Like anything else, the podcasting reach is so much better than social media organically now. um, And that is increasing. However, it still does take time. Absolutely. Yeah. That's such a good point. Such a good tip for sure. Um, yeah, I love it. Were you going to say something more? I didn't want to cut no, you off. No, I was just going to say, don't get disheartened if when you start your podcast, you know, you only get a few downloads at first, you will start to see those downloads increasing as you go. Yeah, great. It's a great marathon, point. not a sprint. Yo, absolutely. Like any other thing on the solopreneur journey, have patience and just keep persisting. Mm. I'm wondering, um, so Lindsay, do you do both interviews and solo episodes on your podcast? I do. Yeah, I do a combination. I love to share stories of courage on my podcast because that's what the show is all about. But I also do some solo episodes as well. But yeah, I love doing what we're doing now, having conversations with incredible people. And yeah, um, and that's what my listeners really enjoy listening to. Did it take extra courage to do the solo ones when you first started kind of breaking into that new territory? Yeah, and do you know how I got over that? Um, Last summer, I felt a bit scared about doing, you know, just completely solo episodes on my own. I'd done a few. But what I said to myself was, right, okay, I'm going to do an episode every single day through summer. And that's what I did. So I produced... girl. (laughs) I I think, I honestly think if you are scared of something, dive in because it's honestly the best way to learn and get over it. And so I produced a short episode every day throughout the summer for, you know, the holidays in the UK, we have a six week summer break. So I know a lot of female entrepreneurs in particular, you know, their businesses get put on the back burner during that time. So what I did was I produced a short episode every day for those women that they could take action with. Um, And it was amazing. I loved it. I got fantastic feedback from it. Um, So yeah, of course I was terrified. I'm human. Just because I talk about courage doesn't mean I don't get afraid. Everybody will still get afraid no matter what level you're at. And, And let me know, like, did you choose this field because it was something that you had to personally overcome? Because I'm a big believer of like, we teach what we most need to learn, you know? So I'm a huge fan of like business without burnout, but it's because I've spent so many years burnt out and having adrenal fatigue. So it's like, you almost become this champion because you've struggled so much with it. So did you find that as well in your past? Like, did you struggle with fear or fear of visibility and now all of a sudden you're like you know what i'm gonna help other people like is that how you put the stake in the ground about being so passionate about courage so that's a great question casey so the reason 
that I'm so passionate about this, I think goes back to my childhood, actually goes even further back. So I grew up with parents who told me you can do anything you want. If you work hard enough, you can have anything you want if you work hard enough. And there were so many messages around, you know, push yourself, reach for the sky, reach for the stars. And that was definitely how I grew up. However, I also grew up with a backdrop of my mum really not fulfilling her own potential. So she was an incredible artist. Um, She fell pregnant with my older brother, quite young. She got married and she threw herself into the family. And I know she was happy, but I also know inside she wished she'd have gone to art college. She wished she would have been able to pursue a career in art. So I sort of grew up with my mom and dad telling me that I could reach for the stars, but also knowing that she hadn't been able to. So I think it's been something in me from being probably a teenager where I hate to see in other people unfulfilled potential. I hate it when I see somebody who is incredible and has an amazing message to share and they're not able to get it out. So I think that's what inspires me. That's what drives me with these people because I, I don't want the, the fear to hold somebody back from doing something that they love and that they can really add value with. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm getting tears in my eyes, literally. It's such oh. a message. It really is. I'm, I'm right there with you and um, I, can, I can feel your championship you know, (laughs) thank you. I really love it. I really, really do. So earlier you mentioned you chatted with your coach and Mm -hmm. I'm a big believer that even as coaches, we need coaches. I wouldn't be without a coach myself. So what kind of coaches do you gravitate to? Do you like a business coach, a life coach, an energy coach? Like what kind of coaches do you feel, um, like connect really well with you and yeah. what you to do. Yeah, absolutely. So my current coach I've worked with for almost two years now because I absolutely adore working with her. And um, she's a lady from the UK, Ruth Kudsey, a uh, little shout out there. Oh, sweet. <laughs> but um, she is a very, very qualified coach. She's got masters in psychology and coaching degrees and all sorts of qualifications coming out of her, her ears. But she also, she, she walks the talk Um, she has built a very successful business of her own. So for me, the people I resonate most with are the people who have done what I'm trying to do and are also very qualified to talk to me about it too. So I get, I I gravitate towards the mindset work very much because I think that is the key and the foundation to everything. Um, But I also like the practical mentorship in business as well. So a combination I think works best. So, so important. So for listeners that have never experienced mentorship before, maybe they're starting out, maybe, you know, they're trying to DIY everything. What would you tell them the most impactful thing about you personally having your own coach? Wow. Well, I have a membership site right now and I have a podcast and I have a successful business. And I can honestly say that I probably would not have come as far as I have had I not had the, had the coach. You know, we have a conversation, you know, every week, but we also have a call every fortnight, really in depth. I'm part of a mastermind. Um, and I just wouldn't have the business that I have now and the life that I have now had I not invested in working with somebody who'd been there and done that. Yeah. It honestly is a transformational 
um, thing that you can do for yourself and your business. And if you are starting out as a coach, you absolutely can't do it without having a coach of your own. I'm a big believer in that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you go further, faster, and mm. you save so much frustration. So you yeah. have more energy and chi to stay in your own zone of genius and actually enjoy your business and enjoy what you do and, yeah. and who you help. So that's amazing. So talk to me a little bit about your new podcast directory. I'm really excited about this. I love the focus. So share with us a little bit about what you have exciting coming up on the docket with this podcast. Yeah, directory. I would love to. Thank you for letting me share. So, um, the directory is something that I wanted to create way back when I started my own podcast, because when I started, I thought, okay, I've started my show now. How do I find guests? What do I need to do? How do I get on other people's shows? Um, and it's been a little while coming, but I've finally um, worked with a fantastic developer and we've created the pod guest directory. And it's a place for, it's a place for podcast hosts to find their next guest but it's also a place for you as a guest to get booked. So on there, you will have your own unique profile, which you can upload a video, you can upload your own opt-in, all of your links to social media, photo, a bio, everything. It's all singing or dancing. And um, the, one of the big reasons that I'm really passionate about it is I think social media, I don't know whether you agree with this, Casey, is becoming more and more a pay-to-play environment. And to get in front of the clients that we want to serve, more and more, we're having to pay for that. We're having to pay for ads. Absolutely. But, but yeah, I mean, being on somebody's show as a guest is completely free. And I'm reaching a whole new audience through your network. Mm -hmm. And that's free. And, you know, we've done this for each other. So, and that's how it works. And I love that about the podcasting world. Being Me able too. to be on people's shows, reach a whole new audience of potential ideal clients, it's really a no-brainer. You know, setting yourself a profile up on the directory um, is honestly a no-brainer. So if you're interested in that, if you just go along to podguestdirectory.com, you can have a look, you can search for profiles, and you can set yourself up on there as well to get found. Awesome. And I'll put that link in the show notes as well. Thank it's you. really great. I love, I just love the whole platform and it's just like really people supporting people and, you know, and it, it truly is that. And it just, you're right. It helps each one of us rise. And mm -hmm. I think the other reason why I personally love the podcasting platform is it seems to quiet the noise down. Because when you go on social platforms, you are just inundated with mm -hmm. a million things to choose to click on, to fall down the rabbit hole in, you yeah. know, and, and podcasting just kind of seems to zone you in, calm you down. And just, you, you know, like you said, we get the privilege of being in the earbuds and just yeah. get the privilege of listening to real conversation. And I think that there's some authenticity there that really shines through that you can't get in a two-dimensional glossy pick on a social media feed, you know, it's so much more deeper and intimate. And so I absolutely love that. So who, I know this is going to be such a challenging question, but who has been your favorite guest and why? Oh no. Why are you know, asking me that? I'm totally putting you on the spot and I know I am. <laughs> I've had a few, um, really great guests. Um, I've been very, very lucky. Um, so one of my 
biggest guest that I had quite early on was the fabulous Carrie Green from the Female Entrepreneur Association. Oh, cool. Um, and that was amazing. And I really want to tell people this very short story about that because um, it might help you to see that when you take action and you choose courage, this is what can happen. So I, I'm in the Female Entrepreneur Association. I went into the Facebook group. I literally tagged Carrie, told her that I'd started my podcast and just asked her to come on my show. And wow. I just thought, I'm just going to type it and press send. And then the same day she responded personally and just said, I would love to come on your show. Congratulations on getting it started. Just email my assistant and we'll get it going. And I thought, oh, wow, that's amazing. But it's probably going to take months and months. Anyway, I got an email back from her assistant that I was going to interview her two weeks later. So I was terrified, but it was incredible. She's such a down-to-earth lady. Oh my um, gosh. And I think that's yeah. how we cross paths, actually. Yeah. I love her. I love the organization. Um, I'm actually going to be a guest on her podcast. So I'm thrilled. Brilliant. I'm thrilled. And the same kind of thing that you're saying, though, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, you, you, it's like a little kid, you get kind of excited, you know, because they're yeah. people that you look up to. And, and I love exactly. to see down to earth female entrepreneurs that are making it, you know, in fact, I was just looking at her Facebook page and I was like, dang, she's almost got 700,000 followers. And it's yeah, just, it's insane. It's insane, but she also stays so humble. And I love the fact that her whole message is like, if I can do it, you can do it. You know, yes. if one can do it, many can do it. And I'm oh, a big definitely. believer in that message as well. And so it, 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 I love the fact that it can be attainable. It's like, you guys can yeah. do this too, you know, and, and really on the heels of what you said, just taking action and digging deep within yourself and, and like being courageous and being like, you know what, just press send. It's going to well, be fine. after that, I actually interviewed her. And then whilst I was interviewing her, I thought, you know what, I'm going to be even cheekier and I'm going to be even more courageous. So I talked to her and said, this is what I love talking about, Carrie. I absolutely adore talking about courage and fear and how it holds entrepreneurs back. I would love to be a guest expert in the Members Club, in the Female Entrepreneur Association. And again, she said, that'd be amazing. Yeah, we're looking at um, content for next year. So do email me and we can get something sorted. So this oh month gosh. in July, as you're hearing this, I've been the guest expert in the FEA. Cool. Um, so <laughs> I can't wait to tap into that. I'm a member as well. I can't wait. I didn't realize that. I'm so excited. Good yeah, for you. So it can lead to so many things. Just take action and you don't know where it's going to lead. It's such a testament. I love it. I love it. And I love that you're leading the way because truly when we can see other people that are like us, being that example, it is beyond inspiring because it just gives you, it gives you the moxie inside, you know? Yes. I love it. So um, for some parting words of wisdom, and I've truly enjoyed our time together, you are really so inspiring. I've gotten chills a couple times um, during your <laughs> talk. So thank you so thank much you. For, for sharing, you know, and being vulnerable and really allowing us into your world. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I've absolutely adored it. I, I love doing this. So yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful. So share so, uh, parting words of wisdom for our listeners before we, before we um, yeah, say goodbye. Absolutely. So one of the big things that people worry about when they're getting started and they're possibly up-leveling in their business is judgment. They're worried about how people will perceive them, what they're doing, whether they're good enough to do what they do. And a very simple mantra that I want you to remember is it's not my business what other people think of me. 
and it just keeps you on track. You have no control over anybody else's views of you. All you can do is go along your own path, do your own thing, be happy with it, and just ignore what everyone else is saying. Because at some point you will get a horrible email, you will get a nasty comment, but it's about building up that resilience to know that that doesn't matter. But it's not your business what other people think of you. That'd be my parting comment for you. Brilliant, brilliant. I love it. It's true words of wisdom. And again, <laughs> Lindsay, thank you so much. It's been such an honor. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on Women Developing Brilliance. If so, head over to Apple iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. And I'd be grateful if you could leave a review or rating so more people can benefit from these inspirational stories about the solopreneur journey. Thank you.